Yes, the season starts for the Roosters against Parramatta, 1pm Combank Stadium on Saturday. Joining us is the Roosters captain, Isabel Kelly. Isabel, good morning to you. Morning, guys. What does it mean to you to take over from Corbin Baxter and lead this team? Yeah, it's a massive privilege, I think, just being you know part of the Sydney Roosters family and being known now as a captain um, is super humbling, but... Yeah, I'm really excited to get out there on Saturday. Does your role change much, Isabel, with this leadership? Or do you feel like you just keep doing the same thing? You just got that C beside your name. Yeah, I think um, I'm, I'm kind of a natural leader, you know, and I have been for a long time now. And I've just always kind of been like a vice captain and um, always been waiting for this next role to step up and take the captaincy. But I think um, I'm someone that definitely likes to lead by example out on the field. So I'm just hoping that... Um, the girls will follow me, and they're a great bunch of girls, so I'm sure that they will. Yeah, well, interesting, uh, Isabel, because we've been talking about leadership, and in particular in regards to Newcastle Knights and the lack of leadership and what leadership looks like. To you, what does leadership look like? It's not only just on the field. Is it off the field, all-encompassing? How do you look at a leadership position? Yeah, I think um, it's super important, especially in the women's game, as it's such a, a new platform, and there's can be quite a lot of pressure on some young girls and everything but um, I also see it as that they they need to have someone off the field that they can go to and feel comfortable talking to if they have any issues or just someone that you know if they need a bit of a boost they can get that confidence but um, yeah I think it's really important to also know what gets the girls going gets them ticking and um, can really you know make them the player that they need to be on the day so um, I really like to get to know all the girls and, and make sure that I can do that for them but like I said, I love leading by example and I love getting out there and um, doing everything or having that extra run. So, um, yeah, I think I think the girls see that when I do that. But, yeah, it comes in so many different forms. But, yeah, it's basically everything that I just said. What about uh, extra pressure from, obviously, the success you had at the start of the year, um, beating the Dragons? Do you feel that extra pressure now coming into this year? Um, I think. The women's comp is so unpredictable. Uh, I think everyone has noticed that the last few years, but um, I don't think we really feel too much pressure, which is a good thing because there is so many girls that have swapped around this year within mm. Gorn to different teams um, like the Knights. And I think that's, you know, also a massive story within itself within women's rugby league. So um, there's a lot of new stories. So we're not feeling too much pressure, which is good. And I think that's, you know, the the best thing for us. But at the same time, I always say that pressure is, you know, also a great thing. It brings out things in people and teams that they might not know that they had in, had in themselves. We're speaking with Isabel Kelly, the NRLW captain of the Roosters. And Isabel, you had the origin victory for the Blues there in July. But tell us overall what the impact of, I guess, the shorter gap between seasons has been and how you've had to readjust your lives not away from the game as well. Yeah, it's been a, a bit of a whirlwind this year with, with having the NRLW obviously the start of the year than Origin and now we're back in NRLW. But um, this is what we love. We love to play footy. We love to be, you know, putting our best foot forward and being up on the main stage. And I think um, we showcase that within the first season that people love watching Women's Rugby League and especially in State of Origin, the amount of people that tuned in there. So, um, yeah, it's a, bit of a, it's a bit of a whirlwind. You know, everything's, you know, kind of going and happening. But at the same time, we're, we're very honoured and privileged that we get to have this much footy in one year. And um, it's only going to get better every year that it goes on, every time that we're playing. We're playing good products. Um, people are going to buy in more. And then hopefully in the next few years, we have a full-time competition. I was about to ask you, Isabel, um, if I could ask you about an ideal world in the next five years for NRLW, what, what does it look like in your mind? 
Yeah, I think it's definitely being full-time. Um, you see as the comp grows and the girls are training more and within the team environment more how much the product has improved. And um, I think if we keep on that track and we keep slowly building um, towards the full-time product, I think that's going to be exactly what it should be. I'd love for young girls to come through the pathways and then you know, transition into full-time athletes like the men. And I think that's what it will deserve. In in a few years, it's still building, obviously. We're still getting more teams. We're lucky enough to have four new teams next year. But, um, yeah, I'm hoping for it to be full-time for those girls. When you say full-time, Isabel, do, do you mean you want every every team that we see in the NRL, for example, have a, have a female team as well? Yeah, that would be awesome. But, um, yeah, at the moment, it's obviously a bit hard because we don't have as many girls playing yeah. at that standard that we need. And, yeah. like I said, that's got to build quite slowly. And, it has, and I think the product is definitely getting there. But, um, yeah, I'd love to see every team have a team, like, you know, a women's team. But at the same time, it's like you don't want to overdo it and mm. then it goes backwards. So even if it wasn't every single team, I think that would be awesome, um, even if the girls were training full-time during the day and then going home like the men do. Do you feel there's enough stock in regards to quality of players for these four new teams to come in next season? Next season, yeah, I think um, it's, it's going to be a very interesting season. I think um, there's obviously a lot of new women that ha- will have to come into the competition, mm. but it's super exciting at the same time for all those clubs like Canberra. I was super excited for them. But, yeah, I think um, they're going to have to find some girls, and I think a lot of girls from Crosscodes will also come over to play, yeah, okay. um, which is great for our sport, as we've seen with some of the union and sevens girls that have come over. But, um, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be interesting, but at the same time, it's super exciting. Isabel, of course, you've got to combat increased scrutiny as your profiles and your exposure gets uh, a lot bigger, which is certainly happening now. And I see the Broncos winger Julia Robinson has had to endure well, low lifes on social media, uh, just commenting on her physique, which is outrageous because she looks absolutely <laughs> incredible. Yeah. Um, tell us about, I guess, you know, yourself and others and, and, you know, tolerating that sort of behaviour and what you have to endure. Yeah, I, I've, been, I've um, been through that before. I've been in the game since I was 18 and I'm now 25. So um, I've dealt with that a bit and it's just getting used to it and kind of blocking it out. But, yeah, obviously the thing about Julia is so <laughs> just left field. It doesn't make any sense because she's one of the hardest working athletes within our game. But... Yeah, it's just something that we've got to get used to when you see it every day in the men's game. But um, we're lucky that we get the media training and we get people coming in and talk to us so that the new girls coming through aren't just exposed to it straight away, that um, you know they get the training with how to deal with it. What excites you about your team this year compared to early in the season? Has there been much turnover of play? Yeah, we lost, we lost a couple of girls to Newcastle just because that's where purely where they're based and it was too much travel. But... Um, I'm super excited to see Destiny Brill. She's someone that we've signed um, and she'll be playing hook for us. She's only young. I think she's 19, but she's played in the state of origin for a few years now. She's absolutely killed it. And then um, our veteran, Sam Bremner, has just come back from having two babies. So um, she'll be playing fullback, filling Corby's shoes. And I think she's going to just do amazing. And it's awesome for her to come back because it just showcases that women can have babies and fight their way back to the big time to the NRL. What are you expecting from Parramatta this week? Because I think there was only a point between you last time you met. Yeah, it's going to be tough. Um, First game is always the toughest, I feel. You don't really know what to expect of the opposition because there is a lot of player movement that happens within the NRLW. But, yeah, they're going to be tough. They've got a good middle pack. Um, A few girls that are quite experienced within there with Mima and 
um, you know, that have played state of origin. So I think they're going to be quite tough there. But it's just going to be, I think, a big grind match with them um, and just who wants it more, basically, at the end of the day. Really appreciate your time, Isabel. Looking forward to seeing you back on the park this weekend and for the upcoming season. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, guys. Isabel Kelly there, the Roosters NRLW captain, and she mentioned how unpredictable the competition is. We only have to look at the odds for who's going to take it out. The grand final is the same day as the men's grand final on October 2, the Sunday as well, and the Roosters are joint favourites with the Dragons. They, of course, played in that grand final, 16-4 to 4 it was back in April. And they're both $3.50 at the top of the betting. Brisbane, $4.50. Newcastle, who've made some significant signings, as Isabel touched on. And Millie Boyle, who was uh, the co-Dally M winner of the season that's just finished as well. $6.50 of the Knights on the fourth line of betting. Then you got the Titans at 8 and Parramatta, $9. So... A compressed market there for the upcoming NRLW season and four teams coming in next year. Who would have thought, say, even 10 years ago, you'd have 10 women's teams competing in an NRLW competition. This has been a fair... It's exciting times, isn't it? It's great to watch in the afternoon. Uh, When you're just flicking through the channels, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday afternoon, you find yourself watching it for a considerable period of time. It's exciting times for... All women's sport in this country, um, because there's a lot more investment in it now than ever before, and so there should be. And young girls have always loved watching rugby league, but they never really had the opportunity or a pathway for them uh, to push forward. And now they have that, and it is a slow build. Um, and there's another four teams coming into their competition next year, and eventually it will be standalone. Um, we see the games on television now. Uh, it's very well received. The skill level is high. And it will only get better you know, the more um, they're allowed to, to practice and showcase their skills and the girls get interested and a bit more money into the sport. And it will become full-time at some point. Now, I don't know whether that'll be in two years or five years, but you know that it's heading down that path and this will be a major um, sport on its own. NRLW.